Hey, what up, pick freaks? It's your freaky father, Kevin, here. Welcome to our second episode. It was my turn to pick this week, and I went with the classic film, Forrest Gump, a movie I hadn't seen in decades that, to my surprise, was one of Owen's favorites of all time. I'm sure this is a movie that everyone's seen at some point, so this is a very good pod to listen to if you're new to the PF universe. It's a fun convo with lots of Gump impressions. What else could you ask for? Alright, let's get after it. Okay, I guess I could quickly just mention why I chose Forrest Gump. So I chose Forrest Gump for my pick because it is a movie I haven't seen since I was probably 10 years old. The last time I remember watching it was on a family trip to like Florida. Really? When we had one of those like big box TVs that you put in between the seats that had like a VHS player on it. So I just like have I'm like, I know this movie's iconic. It won a best picture. I just felt like this movie deserved a rewatch in my 30s. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, is that because you're starting to feel a little bit more like Forrest Gump the older you've gotten, Kevin? <laughs> well, I've always felt a little <laughs> bit like him. <laughs> uh, and I did look it up. Tom Hanks was 37 when he filmed this. So, Yeah, he looks, watching this movie, like, damn, he looks young. I was like, shit, he looks younger than me. And just what on my side of things, this is the movie I've never really watched from start to finish, but I've seen every part of it on like TBS and like on TV over the years, you know? Yeah, I would add to that. I've definitely seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've never watched it start to finish since that trip to Florida when I was a kid. Yeah. And Owen, what's your experience with the movie? You watch it pretty much every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Close. Um, I honestly never saw it up until college and I watched it and it became my favorite movie of all time. So I've since college, I've rewatched this probably like once or twice a year. And I think it's Whoa. great every single time I've seen it. So okay, head here. No, no, I was going to say, Owen, if you don't mind, could you turn to the profile a little bit? Oh, no, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Owen's got a haircut that's Gump inspired. (laughs) The thing is, people all have for, I don't know, 10 10 plus years, probably like going on 15 years, so many people have told me that I look just like Tom Hanks. And it's never like the good young looking Tom Hanks. It's always been like older, shitty looking Tom Hanks. Like I got in it before at Chipotle. And the lady scooping my steak says, like, has anyone ever told you you look like Tom Hanks? And I was really that's when I finally accepted. I was like, okay, maybe I do look like him. Um, The one thing I didn't know about this movie was it's actually set in 1981. Which doesn't seem right. I always thought it was set in like the 90s. Me too. Yeah, well, I guess what part is set? It follows him throughout like his whole life. So him I mean, sitting on the bus stop is 1981. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't do a very good job of like 1981ing that scene. It looks no. like they just filmed it on like a random park bench in 1994. Yeah, oh, that is crazy. 
Okay, but let's I feel get like into... we need to fact check that. That just doesn't seem right, but we'll move oh. on. Now we're fact checking things. Yeah, we got the gump <laughs> expert here. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, but let's get into Forrest's childhood. Forrest is born with a crooked spine and is often teased and bullied by other children. However, he is supported by his loving mother who teaches him important life lessons, such as life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Forrest's mother also encourages him to use his running ability to escape bullies and to chase his dreams. Oh, before we get into young Forrest, what would you do if this guy was talking to you at the bus station? <laughs> I, I was. I was like, oh, yeah. It's 1981. I put my AirPods in <laughs> to tune them out. I yeah. I actually had a thought, and I was like, I'd probably end up talking to the guy. But by the end of it, I'd be totally like, my back would be totally drenched in sweat because like I had to put so much brain brain effort to act like I was interested in anything he was saying. I can picture Dennis's conversation. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, oh that's wow. crazy. Wow. <laughs> that's interesting. What would you uh, do, Kevin? I would probably humor the person and then just like find a way to get out of there. Yeah, I could see Kevin like trying to do a joke and it not going over it up well at all with Forrest. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably <laughs> a lot of pussy in Vietnam, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. And he'd be like, pussy. I, li <laughs> I, li I live in downtown. I get Forrest Gump's talking to me all day long, and I just, yeah. you just, the key is you just have to get out of there. The problem is they're yeah. not innocent. So. Yeah, yeah, they're not. <laughs> and they're certainly not. Okay. So what blew my mind is his legs were strong, but his back was crooked. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. So it was actually his back that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, because. I agree. I always thought like, oh, he had crippled legs and he could just randomly run one day like really fast. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like he had these very because even the doctor said he's like incredibly strong, but the only thing limiting him was his back. So eventually he just grew into his back. And yeah, Spahn is crooked as a politician. <laughs> oh, <I never> <laughs> <catch> that. <laughs> there was one in his childhood. There was one line. I remember Owen used to always say in college, which was uh, seats take and Oh, oh that's where that's from. Can't sit here. Yeah. I was wondering because I heard that line and I was like, why have I heard that a billion times? Okay. Um, I did not realize Trump's ancestors were of the KKK or like the founding member of the KKK and that he was named just after say, him. You just say Trump's. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Gump. Uh, Gump's. Yeah, Gump was named after Forrest of the KKK. Yeah. Do you think that that scene would fly nowadays? Or people would be like, I don't know if I could like this movie anymore. I think people would be too sensitive or... I honestly think they would be too sensitive. Like, they'd be like, why are we watching a movie based off of a KKK member's ancestor? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do we need to hear a white man's perspective of history? Honestly, I think it's time that we cancel Forrest Gump 2023. We'll start like a VHS burning party. Uh, that's actually a really funny like viral marketing scheme where the guys <laughs> who are canceling them be like, we don't need this white guy telling us what happened in history. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just a couple other notes on that scene was 
forest house was like an early airbnb so airbnb wasn't that like big of an invention like it was just always existed huh yeah i mean they just called them bed and breakfasts back then so yeah, yeah I guess <laughs> it's true. not that crazy kevin <laughs> yeah, yeah you got rid of the word air <laughs> yeah good b and b is bed and breakfast okay and then Could you I imagine staying there though and like there's like a mom. I was there's one scene. She's like, Boring, stop it there. Could you imagine staying in a hotel? And someone like your guest is yelling that. I don't know. Maybe we're just snowflakes. I, I don't like that, though. I don't know. I just I don't think I'd stay there because it'd be too much talking with other people. It's like too interactive. And again, yeah. I would just pop my AirPods in and not talk to anybody. <laughs> The whole time. So I'd avoid it. I'd sit in my room as much as possible and like wander around either the property or just leave. What if Elvis was there though? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like people with guitars. So I'd also avoid <laughs> him at all costs, unless it was Elvis Elvis. But I don't like Elvis at all. So I would still avoid him. I kind of like Elvis in this movie. I mean, it sounds kind of good. You ain't no but like the slow version of that. I like that. Can I tell a quick Airbnb story? Yes. When I was living in New York, I booked an Airbnb to stay at for a month. And I basically I moved into this like probably 75 year old Greek man's house. And he lived in the basement and then he would rent out like the four four rooms above him. And it was basically just like a house. So it'd be like, he's living in your parents' basement. He's renting out the four other rooms to random people. And he would, there was an English guy next to me, like he would like some bloke who would be fucking his girlfriend all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was me. And then finally the day I was like set to move out, I rebooked another room in his house. And he like, cause I didn't want to find another place. So I just like booked like an adjacent room. And he's like, look, if you're going to stay here, you have to stop pounding around the floor until four in the morning. <laughs> he's like, I live below you and I hear you all night long. Did and you that tell actually, him? No, you that actually him? was me. No, that yeah, was just me. <laughs> you are a heavy walker. Man. Yeah. And I stay up late. <laughs> So that was not the English guy fucking his girlfriend. That was me for the second so part. For a whole month, this guy just fucking hated your guts every time you got up to walk. Like, yeah, you. And then he's like, finally free. And he gets a notification. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kevin Stu booked room B. That's exactly what happened. Oh my god, I feel so bad about that to this day. Okay, next line. As a young boy, Forrest meets a girl named Jenny who becomes his best friend. Jenny is also teased and abused by other children and Forrest often comes to her defense. Their friendship develops into a close bond that will last throughout their lives. That's a spoiler. <laughs> I don't remember this Jenny character. <laughs> this is one our movie where I could say like, I'm pretty confident I know most of the characters names. But now that I was trying to think of them, there's Mama, Bubba, Jenny, and Forrest. <laughs> They're such easy and names. Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yeah, Lieutenant Dan. I know all of them. Uh, but Jenny was the 
Jenny was the only one that let him sit with him and the, on the bus. That was the where the line came in. Can't sit here. Seats taken. So when it comes to Jenny, when I was a kid, I obviously did not know that she was getting abused by her father. But I, for some reason, I knew that as an adult going into the movie, like I must have read it somewhere or seen the scene on TBS or something, and it dawned on me. But that was something that went way over my head. As yeah. Well, I did. I thought her father just beat her, not like it sounded like it was more sexual. Definitely sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a clip I want to pull up. <laughs> uh. But no, so the, uh, the next thing is about him getting to Alabama. So I just, so we're basically in the run forest run. Um, oh, yeah. the scene. Scene. Mm -hmm. And I just love that line where he's like, but I could run like the wind blows. I was running. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do these kids want to beat his ass so bad all the time? I don't just, know. Just because he was the weird kid. Yeah, I just wanted to pick on him because he was just stupid. But stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> One thing I noticed about this movie, they do this like 20 different times where he says, and then Jenny yelled, run, Forrest, run. And that cuts to the scene and she's like, run, Forrest, run. It's like he always repeats it. And like, and Bubba knew everything there is to know about shrimping. And then it's like, I know there's everything there is to know about shrimping. Yeah. So he's not like, He's very good at retaining information. He's very oh. bad at communicating information. Oh, maybe maybe it's like he almost has a photographic memory of like he says exactly what they said. Did you not like that, Dennis? No, I I liked it. It's just I yeah. it's like a trope I noticed in the yeah, movie, which I, I think other movies use a lot now. So it's kind yeah. of like almost like a cliche. I love that one. He said. Uh, Lieutenant Dan was always telling us, says, get down, shut up. Yeah. Get down, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So we did. <laughs> so he, says that, he whispers that. That movie is just full of amazing one-liners. And the worst one-liner of the whole entire movie is the most popular. It's like life's a box, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. I really feel like that line has like ruined the movie for me before I saw it. That I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this movie. But then I watched it and I was like, oh, I love this movie. I just hate that line. You think that's more popular than Run Force Run? I don't know. I think that they are so similar. Yeah. When I, I when I pulled up the Reddit yesterday, I was expecting to see life is like a box of chocolates at the top, and I saw run forest run. So, right, and I, I said run. I asked the boys didn't know they've never seen Forrest Gump, but I asked them if they know the line run forest run. Or I was like, has anyone ever said that? And they're like, oh yeah, I've heard that before, and they've never even seen the movie. So, I have a question: Does the movie Waterboy exist without Forrest Gump? I have so many notes about it, Dennis. I'm not even joking. I have so many notes about it. I don't think so. I think you're totally right. About I just that. thought about that because it's kind of the same thing, but he's actually is like an idiot. That's kind of like just not. It's kind of just like if they like took the the football scene and just turned it into a whole movie. Oh, and I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you this was Waterboy was directly inspired by it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so last scene of Forrest's childhood. 
Forrest's talent for running leads to a scholarship at the University of Alabama, where he becomes a star football player. However, his education is cut short when he is drafted into the Army to fight the Vietnam War. His mom paved his whole entire like future. It's all mama was the only reason why he got where he was because she slept with the principal to get him into his grade school because the, oh, the principal that. was like, here's like smart kids. Here's your yeah. son. And then she banged him to get him in there. And um, that's what, actually a good point because right after you hear the mom and the principal fucking, Oh the prin the principal goes down and taunts him, and Forrest just like makes the same noises. <laughs> so yeah, again, like he's just like very good at retaining things and hearing things, but he's just like not good at like communicating. Yeah, the the thing I noticed about him too was there he doesn't smile or show really any emotion throughout the entire movie, and then near the end he does, which we can talk about more then, but. Just like, yeah, no smiling, never mad. Like when he would beat the shit out of people, like never angry. His face never showed he was angry, you know? So, so yeah. Do you want to di diagnose him, Dennis, with what you think he may or may not have? Um, no, let's cut I, that. Uh, okay. All right. let, me, let, me, let, me get, let me get to this. So do you guys have Cold. any other... No, how he got into college is he was running just on the field, uh, sprint. Shit, what was he chasing after? The guys ran after, were running after him. Oh yeah, and he just they asked who is that, and they just said the local idiot, and he just zooms by. And honestly, like, didn't look like he's running that fast. I feel like they should have been making it make him look faster. It annoys, yeah, I, it annoys me how not fast they make yeah. it. Like when he's running away from the cars or anything, I was like, this car is going like 100 miles per hour and he's going like five. <laughs> they yeah. should take him out. But Okay, but did you guys have any other thoughts on him in college? Oh, he's All-American. Yeah, he was, he was legit deal. And I guess like I remember reading this, that like the coach that he was playing for was like one of the greatest coaches of all time. So it was like a little slice of history. Mm. Um, and then I don't remember. I think there's a part part where he's in college where he meets up with Jen a, uh at the all girls school and he premature ejaculates. I did not get that as a kid. <laughs> oh no i i barely got it now i thought he was just like shocked because he's seen boobs in real life and was like so excited but not that he yeah. actually came his pants yeah he definitely did and then the the so he's at jenny's school because jenny went to all girls school mm -hmm. he's in alabama so then he went into the all girls dorm because he was waiting for her and then beat up some guy that he thought was beating up Jenny, but was like trying to bang Jenny. Right. She let him into the house or into her, the dorm room. And then the, why am I quoting what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the only reason why I am, I feel like everything is getting completely skipped over of like parts that have happened. It's like, there's yeah. a lot that happened when he was in college. Do you think I he think... ever jerked off or you think that's the first time he came? I, I don't think he jerked off. I don't think so either. How old is that sperm? Just, <laughs> is it like 
Gold. Well, Tom Hanks is 37 in this, so 37. That's the first time Tom Hanks has ever, <laughs> ever gave his fans, actually. Just that 37 so that was just a genuine old. reaction that they decided. Yeah. To film. He's like, whoa, whoa. The, yeah. uh, the only other thing I loved from the college years of Forrest Gump are when he goes to the White House, he must have like won the championship or something. Oh, and yeah. he. And he's drinking the Dr. Peppers. And I've been in that situation. If they give you free Dr. Peppers, you're going to drink 14 of them. You just can't uh, help yourself. Yeah, that scene absolutely reminds me of you, Kevin. It's like <laughs> there's those around you, be the one person slamming them back, not just having one or two, like yeah. probably three to five. Yeah, you came like to a- my house one time like a year ago and drank like three Coke Zeros. And I remember <laughs> I went to get one the next day. There was like none left. Yeah, it's like a nervous habit. You just like have to have something going on at all times. And like that is now my main objective and everything else is, it's a weird thing. But yeah, that Dr. Pepper looked delicious. But what do you say we get into Army Forest? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Vietnam. I do love how it opens with uh, Creedence and Clearwater music and Vietnam. It's like the perfect setting of what I imagine what Vietnam is like. And I don't know. Yeah. Have you guys oh, seen no, no. Um, Apop- Apocalypse Now? Uh, I feel like I haven't, but then I'm thinking maybe I actually did see it. It's basically, <laughs> that's what he's, that's what the, the whole movie is like that, with that type of music in mm-hmm. Vietnam. That's what they're basically mimicking. So do you think Happy Gilmore ever exists without Apocalypse Now <laughs> and Force Cup? Um, Maybe not. <laughs> no, um, the, the soundtrack does like that's where the soundtrack gets good. It's the best music is when he's in Vietnam. Yeah. The second part of the film focuses on Forrest's experience in the Vietnam War. Despite his lack of education, Forrest becomes a highly skilled soldier and is awarded a medal for bravery. Let's stop there. Wait, that just yeah, it just completely skips over. The, this is so broad. <laughs> Is there one but, sentence left after this? Yeah, probably. <laughs> because they don't even go into him meeting Bubba. Bubba which uh, is let like me skip, let, let me skip to a different movie. thing. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, skip yeah, to this the is, end when he's so, out of the war. <laughs> it's funny because like they're both these plots are so different. Like this one completely glosses over his childhood. The other one completely glosses over the wars. So hang on. Okay, let's do this. After his college graduation, he enlists in the army where he makes friends with a black man named Bubba and becomes an exemplary soldier. Bubba convinces Gump to go into the shrimping business with him when the war is over. It's just nice because he meets his counterpart, but his counterpart is just not as smart as Forrest. It's a really good... You think Bubba's dumber? Yeah, Bubba's definitely... Bubba is smarter when it comes to shrimp. So he just has like a <laughs> obsession with the shrimp and business and he knows everything about it where Forrest could just kind of pick up everything and just does as he's told. Uh, I don't know. They're two peas in a pod, but it's an awesome like relationship. So. I, uh, I actually laughed out loud at a Bubba scene. It was just when he was going on about all the things shrimp can be. And then it like cuts like, you know, they're in like four different settings and he goes, and then shrimp can be, well, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been talking about it for like 36 straight hours. Yeah. 
Kevin, have you ever had shrimp? Oh, I like shrimp. I literally oh, wrote really? down. Oh, yeah. Shrimp is great. I don't like a cocktail shrimp. I don't like cold dip it in marinara yeah. sauce or whatever. That's kind of gross. <laughs> what I, shrimp don't know. Do you like? <laughs> I don't think anyone's dipping it in marinara <laughs> cocktail sauce. But Oh, okay. I thought that was marinara <laughs> sauce. But no, I like shrimp. I think it's got a nice I texture. I think cold shrimp tastes better than cooked shrimp. Yeah, I'm, I like shrimp equally, I think, cold or hot. <laughs> but Whoa, neutral <laughs> guy. <laughs> but, Might as well just I, say nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> Come out with no opinion. Just say nothing next time. <laughs> so we got all, a whole array of opinions on this podcast. That's where, yeah. you know, it's a, a super balanced podcast. So there's something for everyone in here, whether you're a warm trip, cold trip, are you like a bull? You should uh, tune in. I had shrimp. I had really good shrimp the other night at dinner. I'm trying to look up what it was. Give me one sec. I want to let you guys know. Okay, it was grilled oishi shrimp, dill plus lime marinated cilantro. I would have loved if it was just Long John Silver's popcorn <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> so good. Okay. Is that Where'd you eat? Someplace in Kentucky. Sounds about nice. right. All I right. think that's where uh, Bobo is actually. Oh, no, he's from Louisiana. Kentucky. I don't know why you know all about shrimp living in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Someone else go on about Bubba and, um, and him. So I always thought Bubba had a big fat dip in or like something to make his lip like that. What's his line? Oh, and he just says, I was born like this, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, you better tuck that in. You might get it like caught on a trip wire or something. Yeah. Early winner of the movie has to be Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, he is Lute so good in this. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan telling him, hey, what do you... They both answer the question at the same time. They both say, no, sir. And he says, were you guys twins or something? They both look at each other <laughs> up and down. Like, wait, shit, are we? Horace <laughs> <laughs> comes back with, we are not of relations, sir. <laughs> Such a good movie. It really yeah. is. Dude, I, it's like the whole entire movie, scene after scene, like... Yeah, it's amazing. Such a good movie. It's the first time I've, since I've watched like rewatched Shawshank that I felt like, okay, I get it. I remember why this movie is so good. It is crazy that both of them were up for best movie of the year. Like what a time for movies oh, and, back then. And yeah. Forrest Gump beat out Shawshank Redemption. Um, Which, This movie, I feel like the whole time you just like... Force Gump is good and like you're rooting for it. There's no like arc with him. It's kind of like he is who he is. I guess there is kind of at the end, but it's one of those movies where you like the guy at the at the start and it's like, oh wow, this guy's I don't know how to say this. I have another good example. There's another movie that I, I will rewatch to there's another movie that I will rewatch to death, and it's the same way, and it's Ferris Bueller's. That guy comes in hot and he leaves hot, and you're just rooting for him the whole way and yeah great yeah um there was one scene that i had a look up that i was so confused he's describing all of his fellow troop members and he's like oh yeah well that's cleveland he's from detroit that's phoenix he's from dallas and that's tex, tex. we well, don't, I don't know remember where he's from that yeah. joke didn't make any sense 
forever i always thought was like is that their actual names and he's just screwing it up but it it he just is screwing up their name where they're from so, so the i best, think it's just the part where he just doesn't know no and, so the best theory i read was on reddit last night was uh lieutenant dan screws up where forest is from <laughs> so it's just oh. like forest just got so confused by like uh, that yeah Dude, that's so smart because that's got to be the case because Force doesn't really forget stuff. So yeah. he probably is like, well, that's where he's from. And yeah. Them text, that's Force from Arkansas. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was really cool. Oh, but shit, I don't get the text part of it, though. Like, text, he couldn't remember where Tex was from, like Texas. Okay. Like he's got to be from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Texas, but he couldn't remember where Tex was from. But. I know that his nickname was so, like, clear. That like Forrest like didn't it, because it didn't have the AS at the end. He's like, I don't know where that guy's from unless he like specifically yeah. states that. That's actually a really good line then. Um, okay, yes, I think we did get the Jenny was in Playboy thing when he was in the army. She, he sees her on stage. She's performing as Bobby Dylan, which is a sign of the times. Um, I think my favorite part of just the whole war thing was just like how perfect of a soldier and how perfect of a football player Forrest is like, Oh, and can you imagine if you had a worker that just came in that was like, yes, sir. Yeah. And then like knocks it out of the park every day. It would be amazing. They just yeah. do every single thing that you say. And it's like, that's all you have to do is like, yeah. you just do the things you'll, you'll... and they're not only going to do it, they're going to do it exceptionally. Like the way the, the drill sergeant is like praising him, but scolding him at the same time yeah. is probably, oh! How the hell did you finish that 41 seconds? As you told me to, officer. <laughs> I actually, so I have a funny story. So I have a cousin who he's kind of mentally handicapped, uh, like the level of like a fifth grader. And uh, my when my grandpa was alive, I helped move him from his like nursing home back to his house. And I remember holding, he was holding the couch on one end. I was holding the other couch. And it was like, digging into my hands and it was like the most painful thing and i just look at him and he's he's feeling nothing <laughs> like and he's holding the same thing and he like moves it down and we like put it down and i'm like in pain and he's like starts telling me about uh like the video game he's playing like right away <laughs> like it was nothing so i think it's just like i don't know it's like um you don't get emotional about things at the end of this, I'll get into it. There's a lot of curious George metaphors in this movie that like they hammer on but that I'm afraid to get into, but there are. Um, did you guys watch that war scene? I just feel like that kind of looks fun. Like when they're just like grilling out, drinking beers, going to take poops in that weird porta potty. Yeah, I think the porta potty is where I was like, yes, I need to get there someday. <laughs> Um, it does look great. I think that was the whole point of seeing like, oh, Vietnam wasn't what you thought. But then it shows what it probably, I don't know, probably was accurate. Like, Yeah, no, there was a lot of going on. And then like, it's mostly yeah. hanging out until it becomes life or death. Yeah. Yeah. It looked fun until it started raining. One yeah. day it started raining. Wait, Dennis, before we get to that, which is very important. Did you catch the line where he said, we kept looking for some man named Charlie. <laughs> I saw that and I was going to, I didn't know what that meant, but so that, that, that really stuck with me because me and Dennis, when we were in high school, Owen, we did this 
we had to do, we were in like a theatrics class where we had to do a play, like a one act play. And it took place in Vietnam as I'm learning now at 32. I had no idea what it meant oh at the time. God, I completely forgot about this. Yeah. And uh, one of the lines is there we were at Charlie company. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, Dennis, so, you still not know what Charlie is? No, what's Charlie? That's what they just call the Vietnam. Uh, the Viet Cong. Like yeah. Call oh. him Charlie. Like, that's just the name. I don't know if it's derogatory or not. So It's probably a slur at this point. Probably wasn't good, but they were looking for Charlie. It's just the enemy. So that's what they called Charlie. Oh, but okay. Forrest Gump thought he was looking for an actual guy named Charlie. See, I'm an idiot. I'm like, maybe the king of Vietnam is named Charlie. <laughs> yeah, like uh, your parents' dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's who I just keep thinking of during this podcast. Every time I see Charlie, I think of your, do- your parents' dog. All right, Dennis, can you do your quick rain line again? One day it started raining, and it didn't stop for four months. Said it on. Is that the? Line? I don't know if that's the line. We have sideways rain, rain that came from underneath, big old fat rain. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me to do lines? Because <laughs> Owen will be there to correct you. <laughs> that's oh, that's so good. I love it. But yeah, so I had to stop and Google for a second because I was like. Why is this like rain so important? And then all of a sudden, like when it stops, all of a sudden they start shooting. Like, was there a thing like where soldiers don't fight in the rain and then they finally got the clearance to shoot? Or was it just a coincidence? I wonder if it's one coincidence and probably better visibility or they just wanted to be like it started raining bullets instead of raining rain. Right. That's when they just started getting the fight and then everyone started dying and then. He saved everybody. Yeah, for that's where Forrest gets the Medal of Honor again, like doing something immaculate, uh, running back trying to save, find his friend Bubba, but then came up with everyone else, and then he's running back and something jumped up and bit him. Actually, it's funny because whenever I think about getting shot, that's like what I imagine is just randomly like something biting you. Yeah, I can't imagine it's all that painful. It's more just like a really quick sting, and then it can be like life-altering but at the same time it could just be like this thing that's jabbed inside of you really quickly that's not a very profound thought um i forgot that bubba died for some reason i thought bubba lived and they went on to remember like the quivering of his like fate i remember that so much when i was little like like think about any parody that's like what they're doing is this movie like when someone's dying the forward and his like lip is quivering it's honestly great acting too it just really seemed so real and i think that's a did forrest cry at that point no that's a good question he lost his best good friend no there's there's only one time he cries uh so forrest describes his that said that the doctors told him he had a million dollar wound what did that mean it's just a like a crazy wound that's like i don't know i think that it's you either They've never seen it before, or it's something that he lived, but it's clearly just a figure of speech. My then, thought was that it was like the odds of him living from it were so rare that it's like basically getting a million dollars. Right. Oh, but I, I was, also was just thinking like he got shot in the butt. Like, and I think, no, I yeah, think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's the opposite of that where it's like, oh, you got injured in the best place possible for you okay. to not oh. be in the war anymore. Yeah. I think oh, that, yeah, that, if you okay. could have gotten shot one place, that's the place to get yeah. shot. Yeah. 
okay, I have one more theory. But Dennis, I think you're right. But my theory is now that it was so close to his dick that it's like, it could have been your dick. But instead, you got lucky and it's just your ass. Dang, dude, my dick's on the front. Where's yours? <laughs> okay. Right, Kevin would... Hanks is in the back. Yeah. Well, I'm always tucking it in, pretending to be a lady. Like a tail. <laughs> uh, but yeah. About Vietnam Hospital is the ice cream. Yeah. That was uh, the. That <laughs> gave me all the ice cream I could eat. I uh, That was one part that really stuck out to me in childhood. Can you believe it? The ice cream? Yeah. All right, so that's where he learns to play ping pong inside the hospital. We are missing, we never really mentioned the whole Lieutenant Dan thing, and he saves him, and this, his whole family basically died on a battlefield at one point, and he's all pissy about it, and he's pissy for the next half of the movie. There is a weird thing there with, like, he has this bitter rivalry with God, and it I don't know where it comes from, because... Like he has, obviously he thinks his fate is to die in the war, but it doesn't happen. So why is he so pissed at God for the next 20 to 30 years? I think that's just where, I don't know. People are just, they blame something. It's like, this is what I wanted to happen. It didn't happen. Why did you keep me here? So. Also, he can't blame Forrest. Forrest is just trying to do the right thing. So he blames God. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Hey, Kevin, you, you said 20 to 30 years. This movie only takes place like 12 years. No, so. yeah, that's not right. He's in Vietnam, and then it's 1981. Vietnam was like in the early 70s. That's why I said we need to fact check this. I yeah, do you guys see my screen? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, here's a uh, timeline of Forrest Gump. So he meets him in 1963. Oh, damn, Kevin, I think you're okay. In 1970, it becomes a ping force becomes a ping pong master which is where we're at yeah so 11 years so from 19 from oh about hiv yeah, I, I, I well yeah it no. started 78 i thought the hiv was like eight, i think late it just 80s, became, 90s. i think it just like they finally named it in that time disease well yeah i think it was a disease that they didn't really know yeah. anything about at the time either Dang, which they say in the movie thing. okay we don't really have a lot of stuff here it's like well, that's everything that they go over. Uh, that's what we've run down to. The honestly, the ping pong part is the least fun part of the whole movie, in my opinion. I, I think it's where it kind of like it's no too one cares. Much. No one cares about ping pong unless ping pong was really hot in the nineties. Maybe people were like, "Oh my gosh, we love ping I think, pong." It was just really think, big at that time. Yeah. It's kind of like pickleball now. I think the whole him going to China part was something that actually happened right. right that was and that was their way of kind of getting it in there which was yeah. such a unique thing for somebody to go to china at that time um but my one thing on the ping pong was just gump is just so good at ping pong again just because he like turns his brain off and just does what like that's what yeah. makes really successful people is they just like turn their brain off and they just do yeah um yeah i I think to some extent, like, I mean, I, at least when it comes to athletes and like highly successful. Oh, business yeah. People, yeah. I think the most grounded people like are they probably have. OK, let's not get into that. It would have been more fun if they had Forrest Gump like a gymnast. <laughs> and he was just doing like the Sprints. that saddle thing where he like 
flies around and does a bunch of jumps and flips uh, instead of doing ping pong. I think that would have been better. It is boring. Like I was, I did like the part when people would come up and talk to him, and he would like slam the ball down and slam the pedal down, and be like, "Yes, Sergeant Sir." <laughs> Turn it off. Gone. Here's your mail. <laughs> That's a perfect segue because the mail is saying that he's going home. So. That's when the ping yeah. pong's over. Well, I have one more thing to mention that maybe. Oh, God damn it, Kevin. Before after that. <laughs> so Forrest meets Wait. the president, who I learned is Lyndon Johnson, who desperately wants to see his butt. Yeah, well, I I was thinking about that too. <laughs> was there like some gay? So um, the only thing. What? <laughs> Are you no, guys kidding? No, no, not at all. Like 100% serious. Like the guy's like, I'd love to see it sometime. Yeah, and, it's a joke. Or, yeah, or it's a joke. Or, he doesn't really I don't know if it was a joke. No, no, because then like when sorry, I'm screaming, but like when he actually pulls his pants down, Lyndon Johnson gives him like an eyebrow, like mm. he's just like Jesus kid. Like he was kidding. No, so the, but there is like I looked it up and there's a long-term thing where Lyndon Johnson had a secretary aide that was gay. And I don't know if it's like assumed that like they were together or something, but like he's definitely had like the first like gay scandal in office because there's it wasn't and it was more than just like i don't want to see your butt i'm just joking around but he does show him his butt i never would have thought about that at all that's so funny to me that's <laughs> if that is where they went with it they're like oh maybe we'll just show forrest gump's butt to lyndon johnson well, no, I'm telling you, if you rewatch the scene, the guy like kind of like pines at his butt for a second. Okay. Well, no, oh, well. yeah. I mean, I just watched it today, basically. And uh I I agree. It was more like subtle. Like he he said it, he said the original thing subtly. Like I'd like to see that wound sometimes. Like felt more sexual. Mm -hmm. But um what do you guys think about when they had the presence on there in the mouth? It felt like I was watching like South Park when they show the uh, Canadian people where it's like the mouth is like this. I, I thought I it was surprisingly it. well done. Yeah, I, I agree. Thought I thought it was, I thought it was super wow. good. I thought that I wanted to look like today. <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought, I was shocked that they were able to do that. And like when they have black and white scenes where they'd show forces like head popping through actual like real footage back then. Yeah. I thought it was pretty impressive. I think back then it was probably like, oh yeah, I actually remember my dad talking about the, those scenes. Yeah, and like no, your dad was just talking about Forrest's butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see his ass too. I guess. <laughs> no, I thought those scenes were surprisingly well done for the time. Like if I squinted, I wouldn't even even bat in an eye. All right, let's continue. Um. At an anti-war rally in Washington, D.C., Gump reunites with Jenny, who has been living a counterculture lifestyle. He wrote all those letters to her over and over again when he was in Vietnam. Those letters all came back to him, meaning like returned to sender, so they never got to Jenny, so a million love notes. And it was nice that they got to reconnect after him saying that speech. Who I didn't know who the guy is doing that famous speech in the red, white, and blue shirt with like the afro it was some random like person of the time that i didn't recognize because i looked it up too right and he's just yeah. like not really an important person in real life it seems i think the most interesting oh. part of that scene was like 
I don't think Gump was supposed to be speaking up there. I think they kind of tricked him into speaking. Oh, for sure. No, oh, he ex- so he accidentally joined like Vietnam vets against the war. So oh. a bunch of hippie Vietnam vets that didn't <laughs> oh. want it. And he was just walking there. So the lady pushed him into the line and just sent him up. So then he ended up speaking on accident. And then what do you think yeah. he said? Uh he probably just talked about what happened at the war. He talked about barbecues and hanging out with Bubba. Probably all very elementary <laughs> stuff, but the one guy didn't want anyone to hear. And honestly, it probably would have like made everybody like empathize with the soldiers. So they would have been like, oh, these people are just like, they don't know. They're like brainless. Yeah. Best thing about a Vietnam hospital is the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end of his speech, he says, and that's all I got to say about that. Uh, what's your name, buddy? Force, Force Gump, Force Gump. <laughs> That's what the guy says. I must have watched this movie like six years ago because I remember looking that guy up on YouTube, and he looked exactly like how they portrayed him. Mm-hmm. So all these scenes are very like close to how they actually were. Returning home, Gump endorses a company that makes table tennis paddles, earning himself twenty five thousand which he uses to buy a shrimping boat, fulfilling his promise to Bubba. Lieutenant Dan joins Gump, and although they initially have little success, after finding their boat, the only surviving one in the area after Hurricane Carmen, they begin to pull in huge amounts of shrimp. They use their income to buy an entire fleet of shrimp boats. Lieutenant Dan invests the money in Apple, and Gump is financially secure for the rest of his life. My God, that's like the end of the movie. (laughs) But that that is like a very succinct scene or like that all happens pretty fast in the movie. No. Well, they, they carry they drag out the shrimping boat thing. But basically like, just Lieutenant Dan's whole character arc in like one sentence. Yeah, yeah they, which they, was they, like huge because they didn't. I don't they know. Skip over they, him in New York. Yeah. yeah. New right. York, I was just saying when they hell, like wanting yeah. to kill himself, basically still alcoholic. Yeah, like, Lieutenant Dan has had Forrest Gump's back forever since he got back because he feels the need to watch out for Forrest because Forrest looked out for him. So, yeah, I don't know. that relationship is great too. Although, and like Forrest still like basically reports to uh, Lieutenant Dan, even though Forrest is the one that owns the boat. They skipped over so much there. I'm, I'm well, sorry, yeah. guys. Because no, it's all right. Because then we get to after Forrest's whole ping pong thing. Forrest Gump is sitting next to John Lennon on the Tonight Show, and that scene was awful. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I that hate. was the worst. Like that was the most Forrest reference. Like it was. Like, I was in China, and they have, like, they have no money. I hate no that possessions, so no religion, too. Oh, they just sing the damn song. It's like okay. <laughs> I hated that. Oh, wow. That's great, Forrest. Let me write that down. (laughs) But anyways, but it brings us to him meeting Lieutenant Dan for like a great night out, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. Um, The one thing I noticed about that was just like Lieutenant Dan is searching for bottles of liquor to drink. And Forrest just is just sitting on the couch. (laughs) Just like looks like he's just totally like having a good time still like. He doesn't need alcohol to numb his brain. He can just yeah. chill he's and just enjoy. Thinking, he's thinking of Jenny and what she's up to. And yeah. he's thinking that she's having a great time. But then they cut to Jenny like on drugs about to jump off the building. Oh, yeah. Free. That's where we think that she got, she got the HIV sharing needles. 
Oh, is that what it was? I think so. There's probably other ways because she probably was doing a little bit of the sex too, you know? Yeah. Dennis, I thought your um, thoughts on Lieutenant Dan were really profound, but I think I have something a little bit more interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, so does your dick still work when you're in a wheelchair? <laughs> Dude, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> His leg is, is <laughs> yeah. The legs are cut off. He's not like paralyzed in the back or anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, at his knees. That's like saying you lose, lost your finger. You're like, oh, I wonder if my toes are gonna keep working. Okay. Okay. I stand yeah. corrected. So my, uh, but you do have me thinking. I'm like, shit. I'm so confident about this. He might <laughs> yeah. have some complications. Can't be. Yeah. I mean, maybe it helps the blood flow. It's less. Yeah, it doesn't blood have to go, go as far. Well, he did. I mean, he turned away that one girl because she called for stupid. Or I loved stupid. that, though, the way he stuck up for him. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Um, and then they get to the next most forced reference in the uh, movie where he's like, I met the president again. And then he's with Nixon and the, oh, yeah. and he's like, I'm staying at a shitty hotel. And Nixon recommends that he goes to Watergate. I hated that too. Oh, I love that because then they just have the lights <laughs> shining in and he's looking through the windows like it's keeping me up. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about me. that is I don't really know what Watergate is. I don't understand it. Let's not get into it. Just know that it was a because then we could dig into what it is. But Nixon ended up, uh, was he getting impeached? I know he just left. So got in the helicopter, flew away, never seen as president again so yeah okay so now we are at my notes we're like looking at the bubba gump era and i like when he names his boat jenny and it made me wonder what owen's boat's name is don't I you have know. a boat i have a inflatable it's called mugsy boats oh okay that's What's a much brand name or no it's like after the basketball player mugsy bogues it's just because it's a small boat oh Wow. wow. The guy from um, Space Jam? He is in Space Jam very briefly. Yeah. He's not a main. I don't think he's a main. Well, one of the, the base of the monsters. Really I don't think. Yeah. Weapon. Oh, is he? I thought that was the super small yeah, monster. Like, monsters. He's yeah. a, like a short guy, right? He was a very important. Yeah. So I named era. it after the movie Space Jam. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. A little sneak peek into what Owen's recommended we watch it next. <laughs> He's like, I got a thinker for you guys. <laughs> Please don't make me watch Space Jam. I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, as a kid, I didn't realize like any of this Lieutenant Dan arc, him showing up as a first mate, like as promised, and like Forrest jumping off the boat to greet him. And then the whole like them being in that storm together was fantastic. Like yeah. the only because he's like up there praying to God and they're like out there persevering at a time when everybody else's boats are docked. They're the only ones that survive the storm. Incredible. Is that storm like a storm we're supposed to like know from history? Yes, I think so. I think maybe it's just because we're biased now. There's other storms like Katrina and other ones. <laughs> yeah, but no, that <laughs> that is the whole point. Like the only reason they're successful at trimping is because that storm wiped out every single other boat in the area and they now became millionaires. Damn, I wonder if there's like a shrimp shortage at that time and that's where Bubba Gump, but th th there's not an actual like big shrimp company out there like that. Maybe there is. 
I yeah, know. I think it's well, more like Margaret. This one's fictitious, so I don't know if the whole part of the storm is fictitious. And have you guys bought shrimp recently? <laughs> Are we really gonna talk shrimp again? <laughs> you just say we've done shrimp. Like we've shrimp. done shrimp. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. I was at the grocery store today, and I was gonna buy some shrimp because I watched Force Gump, <laughs> and twenty six dollars for a bag of shrimp. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear. <laughs> okay. And then what I have here is that Gump's mom dies. Oh, well, she got sick and then he left, right? She did just die. He oh, went yeah, home. He... And then Lieutenant Dan took control of the boats while Forrest took care of his mom. Yeah. And oh, she, yeah, that she died. That's right. when he ended up selling Bubba Gump and making all that money and then giving it to Bubba's mom. He told us we ain't got to worry about money no more. I said, good. One last thing. <laughs> That's really good. I love that scene. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. All right. One day, Jenny returns to visit Gump, and he proposes marriage to her. She refuses but feels obliged to prove her love to him by having sex with him. She leaves early the next morning. On a whim, Gump elects to go for a run. That's where this movie gets good again. That run yeah. scene, I love that. Yeah, I I liked where it seemed like everything was going to be fine. Forrest moved back to Greenbow, Alabama. She moved, and like you thought that they were going to have this nice, normal life, and then it kind of got disrupted again. Yeah, and then we were yeah. running. She got I, those I Nike loved, Cortezes. <laughs> yeah, I loved where he's like, because I was a decorated war hero and a ping pong champion, they gave me a great job. And then they cut to him cutting grass yeah. <laughs> for free. Yeah. I cut that grass from since I was a billionaire. I cut that grass for free. Yeah. I guess I'm doing though. the accent. It's driving me nuts, but I can't help it. I have a question. So if you had a cousin like Forrest Gump and then um, a girl, was like fucking him and like wanted to marry him. Would you think that girl's kind of weird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's normal. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Jenny is an absolute bitch. Yeah, she's <laughs> I yeah, hate she's terrible. Yeah, she's she's terrible. a she's a slut. Yeah. Um oh, don't but, slut shame Kevin. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was growing up, Kev. Did you forget about but, that? I, for the longest time, like I would say the most iconic scene of Forrest Gump is when he starts running. And I never understood it until last night. I finally get it. Why? Was because running. you're running for a marathon, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, he was training yeah. <laughs> for three years nonstop. No, he just like when you are heartbroken, you just want to turn your brain off and work out and run or just like do anything else to like take your mind off of it. See, I guess I, I looked at it more as like, what else is he going to do? He had nothing else to do. I, and I guess it's the same sort of path or line that you're saying. Yeah. I think it just comes back to like, he was always run, like ran fast. And he said for no particular reason, he just started running. So he just kept going for no reason no one told him to do it i think that's like the first time that someone didn't like guide him to do something yeah i mean i thought that was amazing though i didn't realize how far he fucking ran he ran from yeah. coast to coast other coast to other coast like it was pretty wild 
but and then I didn't realize that like there were people following him along and he was becoming a cult leader. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And that he like came up with the smiley face shirt and then the bumper sticker that says shit happens. I didn't those love those. Too, <laughs> no, they're just two no. kind of throwaway things, but they're very no. like the smiley face guy, like the guy that actually, he still makes like, like ridiculous amount of money off of anyone trying to do smiley face things. And there's smiley faces everywhere. You could just pay to use the smiley face on stuff. So, well, yeah, the have a nice day, like smiley face thing. Um, is that what it is? Have a nice day. I think it just started as a smiley face shirt and he just coined it and he let anyone use it and it just took off and it never stopped taking off. And then the shit happens. I don't know about that part. When he talks about when he stepped in shit running, he says, it happens. What does? <laughs> to segue into the next thing, I love when he, <laughs> I love when he just stops running and he goes, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> like, I'll just go home now. And then he walks the opposite way of the desert. Like, he, instead of like, continuing <laughs> yeah. forward, yeah. he just turns around. That's such a gump move. Yeah. Okay. And then we get to the final act of the film brings together the themes and characters from the first three parts and provides a powerful and emotional conclusion to the story. Okay, I can't. I'm closing out this tab. That one sucks. <laughs> just it just described how a final act <laughs> didn't say anything. Okay, so after the whole running thing. In present day, Gump reveals that he is waiting at the bus stop because he received a letter from Jenny, who, having seen him run on television, asks him to visit her. So, so how much of a piece of shit is um, Jenny for like hiding her kid? Dude, 10 out of 10 for every single thing. She's awful. She did well, everything. And then the she worst. only she only came back to forest for when she's like i need you because i'm gonna die and our kid which she's pretending is just hers like because she didn't want him there i need you to take care of him because he's yours and well here's the thing if i was forest i'd be like we gotta get a toss like (laughs) he fucked everyone he doesn't know (laughs) no and she's also she's like okay he's war famous oh now he's ping pong famous oh now he's running famous yeah checked all three boxes (laughs) this guy now finally a guy that can take care of our kid (laughs) all right let me let me read this really quick jenny tells gump she is suffering from an unknown virus possibly hiv covid COVID. Together, the three move back to Greenbow, Alabama. Jenny and Forrest finally marry, but she dies soon afterward. The only time you ever really see him have emotions is when he's talking to Jenny over her grave about their son. And he's like, he's small. And he like actually starts crying. He ex- That's the only time you see him experience real like emotions. That's no. It. I completely agree. It, I, it almost made me tear up. So I get. Oh, it, it definitely makes you tear. Up. Oh, I think yeah. it makes you tear up. up every time I see that movie. When yeah. that scene comes on, it's it's so nice, but it's also so I sad. Up. All right, let me close this out, and then we can get to. Then we can get. No, no, that's good. That's good. Father and son waiting for the school bus on Forrest Junior's first day of school. 
opening the book his son is taking to school, the white feather from the beginning of the film is caught on a breeze and drifts skyward. And Forrest just sits there waiting for him all day long and that fucking stuff. <laughs> That's my favorite part where he doesn't <laughs> so, go inside, sits there for the eight hours that his son's at school, or six hours, I don't know how long it is. All right, so what are our thoughts on the film? Best, I, it's my favorite movie of, oh gosh, I don't know if it is number one. It's definitely top three. I can't think of the other ones, but I love this movie and I've watched it so many times. So. I, great movie through and through. It's one of the most quotable movies of all time. And it's, it is just entertaining from start to finish. Like the first act of like him jumping into a story and then boom, 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 boom. And then just the whole premise of like bringing in history and how he, how this really simple guy influenced history is just so unique. Yeah, I just thought it aged way better than I ever would have thought it would. And I feel like I learned so much about history watching it. And then just like, I always, I saw the movie as a kid and now I finally like feel attached to the characters the way I should. So, yeah, I know what song you're by Jen, John Lennon you're listening to tonight. All right. <laughs> no possessions, <laughs> no religion, too. <laughs> Sounds like a good song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's your pick? Oh, gosh. I, I want to apologize in advance for everyone. So you guys both have picked like visual. Um, I like it. I mean, media. So I want to go just strictly audio. But I didn't want to pick something that I've listened to before or would particularly enjoy trying to find something that other people have enjoyed. I don't get how they could like it at all. Cause I've tried listening to it before. I'm like, this is unlistenable, but I want to give it a shot. And I really need that all the listeners to actually give it a shot too, before, before they listen to the podcast all the way through. But I don't know if you guys have heard of the band hundred Gex. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> this is. I like them. Like, I like. Oh, them. I see. This is it. This is where I I've never heard of them. Their music, and I'm like, this is unlistenable. So I want to. We are going to listen through their just their newest album, which is the name. Their band name is a hundred Gex. The album is ten thousand Gex. So not to be confused with their more recent, their other album, 1000 Gex. So we're going to listen all the way through. And I want people to focus one on like lyrics to understand what they're talking about. So that'd be good. So you could, I mean, you could obviously just listen to it, but I think lyrics are going to no, be No, no, I think it's going to be so. very interesting because like I'm going to spend 35 minutes since listening to the album and then I'm going to dig deep into like what every song means. I, right. I mean, I think this is going to be good. Uh, they, we listen, figure out like who they were, what they came, where they came from. Kind of. That's how I'm going to go. in. so I'll try to lead it as best as I can. Uh, yeah, no, we can spend a little bit of time digging into the, I'm into, I'm into this. It's, it's Dennis. They're weird, man. Just noise. It's noise. It's sped up voices. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's yeah, it's like Blink 182 on not even meth and it's yeah, like meth, no. meth music. Yeah, meth <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, good pick, Owen. I don't know how it's gonna translate to a podcast, but I'm excited. I think it will. I, like I, have, it. A, I have a game plan for all of us, so don't worry. Well, I'll introduce the game once we get to that.